0: Keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture, so you can talk about about it uh, with your friends. Nice. I'm Courtney. I'm Shannon.
1: <laughs> I'm Andrew. And we're, we're just... leaving all of that in. <laughs> yeah, please. that's fine. Whoa. That's
0: we're here to talk about Terminator today. Yay. <laughs> how, how
1: much terrible Schwarzenegger impression do you want on this one? How many reason.
2: puns do it? or references do we want? I would, like for, I would want. like
0: for everything that Shannon says to be a pun, and I would like for everything that Andrew says to be in a Schwarzenegger. I don't voice. think
1: you want that. It's not that <laughs> but what good. You if you
2: want to learn about the Terminator series.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what can you do? Dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong one. I really I can't maybe. do. Schwarzenegger impression. That's
0: not
3: what I was doing because
1: I can't.
0: <laughs> but before uh, we get too far into it, let's do a quick little news segment here. Ooh. So, what's in the news? What's
1: uh, going on? Well, there were, we discussed a lot of stuff beforehand, but like, I don't know how much. Uh, we can do them quickly. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's talk. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, we thought,
2: all thought IP was safe, and now it's not.
1: hooray Because
2: uh, <laughs> I never remember their names.
1: Butting uh, off of wise. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, they are out. So, a couple of Game of Thrones-related things. The First off, there uh, they have left the, their Star Wars trilogy, which was supposed to be the next Star Wars-related film series that we got. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, f- uh, also Game of Thrones-related, they canceled the Naomi Watts-led prequel series, which was the first of two prequel series that HBO had started developing.
2: But the they're other doing the still... Daenerys
1: one. yeah. Well, the the Tar- Tar- Targaryen one. one. Okay. So, yeah, so this pre... So for the Game of Thrones segment of the news the prequel Naomi Watts was going to be starring in it it was going to be set thousand like a thousand years before the events that we see in Game of Thrones uh, George R. R. Martin repeatedly wanted wanted them to call it the Long Night which was the origin of the White Walkers mm. um, so it was going to be kind of a White Walkers um, original the first winter that the winter is coming that was kind of going to be uh, that uh, following the hero called Azor Ahai um, who many believe Jon Snow was supposed to be your incarnation of um, but, uh, apparently the pilot was next level bad, but it's really weird because the original Game of Thrones pilot was next level bad mm-hmm. and like they recast it and they oh, really? had to, they, they recast a bunch of roles. They reshot basically the entire thing, mm-hmm. but like there was an HBO, uh, creative who was in, who had faith that it would be really big. So he kind of pushed it through and decided to go with it. But this one it's apparently just, <laughs> but apparently these just shut it down for this one so like
2: run Naomi Watts (laughs)
3: yeah
1: I guess
2: because like Game of Thrones I realize is a huge thing that I just don't care about but (laughs) like Naomi Watts is one of my favorite actresses so I'm kind of like dude do other things (laughs) with your time I don't know Uh,
3: yeah
1: yeah I just I like I I honestly there are a few things in life that like I would give untold amounts of money to see one is a uh, there was a canceled script for a Batman v Superman movie in from like 2002 um, that is terrible that I want to see realized in real life. Um, another one is this prequel. I want to see this pilot so badly because I want to know. Why? how it could have been so bad that HBO couldn't be like well we could probably fix this and they was, were just like no
2: <laughs> are you also part of the hashtag release the Snyder cut no so because I didn't that? like
1: no. because <laughs> I didn't cool. no because I didn't like the original Justice League I didn't like where, Jack, where Zack Snyder was taking the universe I don't want to see his cut of I the have movie. zero
2: faith in Zack Snyder so <laughs> no
1: <laughs> um,
3: yeah. you're saying that you want to see all the
2: terrible things i'm sure that would be equally terrible
1: yeah i have a, but i in, have limits but right. in like a
2: like a
0: rage kind of way like yeah probably. yeah as opposed to like a oh this is so campy yeah and ridiculous uh, yeah. I, mean, I
1: don't think the snyder cut really exists like i know jason momoa was like i've seen it but there's He's a liar. (laughs) (laughs) He'd probably he could probably kill me. So he's not really a liar. But like, but honestly, like, I don't, I don't think it really exists. Mm -hmm. The Snyder Cut. Like, I think it's a fanboy pipe dream that like everyone's like, well, Zack Snyder's going to take it this way, and then the executives got worried about it, and I'm just like. Okay, go Just watch. Give
2: in and like Marvel and go,
1: go go watch Sucker Punch.
2: Resistance is futile. Yeah, go watch
1: Sucker Punch. I'm sure that that's the Snyder Cut. I'm sure. Just imagine that Oscar Isaac is really Ben Affleck, and I'm sure it's the same movie.
2: We're gonna
3: freak it up. Oscar Isaac ever did that? Uh, Oscar <laughs> We're Isaac a Great Batman. Sorry, Oscar.
1: Um, yeah. And so then the other part of this was that they that Benioff and Weiss left uh, Star their Star Wars trilogy. Um,
2: Did they just leave it and does that mean that the series will still go forward? I doubt it because okay. they were gonna right.
1: the talks were that they were gonna explore the origin of the Jedi, which I don't think anybody wants. Um, like
2: Yeah, the Jedi suck.
1: Well, no, not just the, the Jedi the suck. Origin of everything,
2: anything. They'll, but like, look how Solo turned out. Yeah. So I.
1: Uh, but like, we found out the midi are a blood disease. Like, like I don't really care. Like, is it a bunch of scientists sitting around being like, fellas? I was looking at some slides on my microscope, and I might be able to move crap with my mind, <laughs> like. Is that really no, actually, what we want? that sounds
3: great. <laughs>
1: like, is that like a Planet of the Apes style? Like, oh, look at this. I can move things because I have this genetic disease. Like, I don't... I, Wait, I don't really is that
0: what Planet of the Apes is about?
1: Moving stuff with your mind? No. No,
0: but like... like.
1: No, the, and then kid. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, like, they were doing Alzheimer's tests on apes and they oh yeah it's embarrassing that i'm on this
0: podcast and haven't seen any
3: planets
2: i honestly (laughs) forgot what happened in all of those new ones they're
1: very good i just forgot entirely
2: about them i love well
1: war War for the planet of the apes is the only one that i saw like in theaters and stuff and i loved it i loved it yeah it was so good those three were all Um, quite
2: good i just yeah like Whoosh! Right <laughs> over my head is the second they were done.
1: But I don't. Yeah, I, I. would. I doubt that anybody would take up what they were going to do, especially. I. I think that they are. I think a reason that Star Wars was happy to let them go was they didn't want to do a Jedi prequel, like origin type of thing, and also their names are really kind of sour right now for a lot of fans. Like people hated Game of Thrones. They're digging up all these old like comic-con things where Benioff and Weiss are talking about what they want to do with Game of Thrones and like it would have just turned into like Highlander with a higher budget almost or like no I forget what. but our Xena Warrior Princess that was the one that I saw a tweet that was basically like it was just going to be Xena with like
0: hey Xena was great
1: (laughs) I don't think you've watched it since it came out (laughs)
0: Listen, all I know is that as, like, a five-year-old girl who occasionally was able to watch, like, bits and pieces of it on TV, I loved that show. But like, she was a role model to me.
1: But but here's the thing, like, I, I, I go back and forth because it's, like, they did truncate a lot of the end of Game of Thrones and it got a little bit like, oh, they're bored, they want to do something else, they want to move on, so they're truncating it and a lot of it did feel rushed. But, like, those first couple seasons of Game of Thrones were really good. Fantastic. Like, fantastic. So it's, like, could they really have been that lucky to make something that good for that long and then it's like oh this is who they really are like they kind of suck or did they just maybe hit a creative wall and kind of dragged along the last couple seasons and kind of been done with it could they have rejuvenated star wars maybe but i would way rather trust ryan johnson with that personally so like I don't know when his trilogy is scheduled to come out. This
2: is going to be my next point.
1: Yeah, is that? A... <laughs> his
2: needs to come out sooner then. yes. <laughs> yeah, because they had delayed that one. Yeah. for this right. And yeah.
1: So, so like, that's the thing is I don't I don't think I don't think Lucasfilm has made an announcement as to what's going to happen in its place because they they left. They're all, Benioff and Weiss are also they got like a nine figure deal from Netflix. So like they and I'm sure that Netflix and Disney were both like, hey, you can't do both and. I think Disney was like, "Why don't you just go do Netflix?" And you go ahead and like let them go basically yeah. so that that way they could have cuz like cuz Star Wars fans are the worst. <laughs> the worst thing to happen to Star Wars. They also fans. hate Ryan
2: Johnson now too, though. Well, so. well yes,
1: but they also yes. hate but they hate everybody. Yeah. Like Star Wars fans hate Star Wars movies. No one hates Star Wars movies more than Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's and it's just like if I'm Disney, I'm just like, all right, we'll just keep letting J.J. do everything. Shut up, nerds. Like, if that's really what you want. There are a
0: good chunk of Star Wars I fans don't, who don't like J.J. Are. Abrams
1: either. Yeah, but like... But, but there are way more vocal people who hated Ryan Johnson's, who hated uh, Solo, and who hated Rogue One, and all this kind of... So it's just like, if I'm Disney, I'm like, yeah, J.J. Abrams got some like, he just remade New Hope, but if like, that's the worst thing that people can say about us, then fine, let's just keep rolling J.J. out. Anyway. Sorry to drag J.J. <laughs> But yeah, I hope I hope that they bring up Ryan Johnson's trilogy.
3: Yeah, I hope so.
1: But I'm not. Yeah. I don't think that's how Hollywood scheduling works.
2: <laughs> I got my tickets for night Out I'm so already. I'm like, my just gosh. I love Ryan Johnson and just want him to keep making things. So yeah, yay, yeah. cool. Any other news we want to talk
1: about? Uh, let me check my news. I'll mention mobile. the
2: Netflix playback thing because I think oh, it's yeah. a horrible yeah. idea. But um. Netflix said we're thinking about like making it uh letting users be able to change the playback speed of Mm -hmm. um I don't know if it's like all tv shows and movies on their platform but at least some of them I think this is dumb (laughs) but I'm also I don't know a lot of filmmakers came out against Netflix like they have done with a lot of things but you're like, well, then we people can't see films the way we intended them to see them. And I'm just like, I can't imagine. I don't even really, I don't listen to a ton of audio books, but I find it hard to listen to when you put it on like twice speed or whatever right. it is, um, because the pitch of people's voices gets a little bit higher. And I don't know, I just can't imagine it being a very good experience. Well, I'm My... watching a film that's kind of sped through like you're fast forwarding the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. My perspective is that I feel like I don't have enough time as I want to watch TV and to watch movies. And so like when I get home from work, for instance, like I have a limited amount of time every night when I can watch things. Mm-hmm. And I want to watch new things. But at the same time, there are old things that I really love. And I wind up like watching those instead and and that's the thing is that if i had the opportunity to watch things on twice speed i would be able to do it like on the train on the way to work or like on my lunch break and i personally don't think that i would ever watch anything new on twice speed it would be for stuff like parks and rec or the office or 10 things i hate about you and stuff that i've seen before and know really well
2: and i just want to like indulge in it for a little while yeah that would be what i used it for I
0: so,
3: need
2: to watch a million new things and I always come home and I'm like, yeah, the office sounds yeah. good.
3: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah, exactly. time.
2: Right. So yeah, if I could like indulge the nostalgia things
0: on yeah. like a shorter time frame yeah, in the in between parts of my day, then that frees up a lot of time for me to watch new things. So, fair. Yeah.
1: I took a driver's course, um, a driver's ed course to get my driver's license and i watched that at two times i
2: actually did the same thing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my mind was that i just didn't want to do it cuz i just sit on my computer <laughs> and like sit there with the headphones on and then take a quiz at the end but I was so bored, and I just wanted to watch uh, Red versus Blue online back in the days before it was on Netflix. And uh, I would just hold the button down because he couldn't. He, there was no like two-speed button, so I had to hold fast forward and sit there for an hour and a half with my finger on the button, just going like, "Oh my gosh."
2: But I think it depends. In that case, you just need to process the information.
1: Yeah.
2: We we have kind of a joke at work. I don't know if they make people do this anymore, but when I started there, everyone we run our company with. Um, Like, Google uses OKRs as your quarterly goals, its objectives, and key results. But Mm -hmm. anyway, everyone had to watch this Google video on YouTube. It was, like, 40 minutes long, and no one wanted to do it. So everyone (laughs) put it on twice speed and would, like, hurry up and watch the whole thing. But when you're just trying to get the information, or when you're doing an audiobook, and the important thing with a book is really plot, right? Like you just need to hit all the beats and you kind of imagine it in your mind and whatnot. With a movie like, it's harder. The way I watch movies, it's like, oh, the cinematography, you want to enjoy the soundtrack, like all of the elements of it would be harder to watch at that
1: speed. I agree with both of you. I like, I wouldn't like, like Courtney said, I wouldn't watch anything new. I'd watch like, stuff that was meant to be watched, like the first time I watch it, I watch it. But like I went to, like, who cares? Like, let them have it. Like, if if people really want to listen to Michael Scott talk really fast and go ahead, like, <laughs> fine.
2: As, a, like, the total hypocrite I am, I watch things. Like, I just listen to shows that I've already mm. seen over and over a lot. Yeah. Like, Gilmore Girls in the Office. Because, <laughs> like, I've seen this. I can imagine what's happening. And I don't need to actually see it again to just hear it and kind of enjoy all the jokes. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Anyway. Cool. Well, let's talk about
1: terminator
0: uh let's talk about first exposures uh shannon you want to go first
2: Yeah, I should have watched. I was trying to look up on YouTube. Um, I did this in our last episode for like how many references to Here's Johnny there are. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up for Hostel Vista Baby because I think that has to be it. Like, I'm sure there's a Rugrats episode where they say Hostel Vista Baby. But um, the thing that first came to mind was um, as I said before, my mom likes watching movies she's already seen. Like, if they're on TV, she'll turn it on for the last whatever, like 30. Minutes of it or whatnot, Um, and I was a goody-goody and didn't really want to be watching rated R things. But my mom was watching the end of the Terminator, and so I have like very vividly in my mind before I had seen the whole thing just that metal arm reaching out for Sarah Connor trying to choke her, which maybe traumatized me a little bit. So yeah, yeah. How about you, Andrew?
1: Um, that's the thing is like with references to the terminator uh, aside from like Asa la vista or i'll be back it's it's not usually overt Uh, my first exposure must have been the simpsons because it always is (laughs) um but there's an extended scene where uh homer is becoming friends with ned flanders um but flanders gets really annoyed by him and so homer wants to go putting you know he's like trying to get him to go mini golfing with him and ned uh, slams on the on the on on his car and breaks out of his garage and starts driving away and Homer starts chasing him with two putters just like uh, the hook hands yeah. that uh, Robert Patrick has and like starts climbing up his car with. His, <laughs> so it's like it's obviously a Terminator reference but like me as a kid I didn't yeah. get that um, but there were always arcade machines that had like shooter like light gun shooting games with Terminator that I would play with my friends and stuff like that so that's kind of like probably my first exposure to, like, Terminator stuff without, like, realizing that I was watching parodies of it. It was probably those, light dead games that were in arcades.
2: Yeah. I was trying to remember, no, it was Total Recall that we had on NES.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Long> Arnold movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Similar, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: I think for me it was probably, like, as a kid, people said, hasta la baby, like, in the 90s, all the time, or, I'll be back, and... Yeah. I am back. Yeah, and people, like, <laughs> would say it all the time, and I didn't really know that it was a reference until, like, somebody was like, oh, it's from Terminator, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, like, honestly, okay, so I watched Terminator, the Terminator, like, the first one, th- for the first time last night. So, and I think we're going to try to watch the second one tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're
1: assuming so shannon doesn't spoil it <laughs> <Gen> <laughs> i
3: have was just kidding i was <laughs> just kidding to spoil the
1: entire thing so yeah.
0: that's okay um that's okay terminator um, spoils
1: itself <laughs> constantly which we will talk about as uh, the grand tradition yeah. of terminator films
0: but um yeah i think that the first real time that i realized i was watching a terminator parody was when andrew showed me an episode of the simpsons a different episode
1: hey <laughs> it's, it's one where bart
0: simpsons. is ditching school and skinner's coming after him and like walks like down into the river and then back out on the other side and yeah um they're
1: climbing up a yeah cliffside and yeah. skinner's just chasing him the whole way
0: and i was just kind of like i feel like this is a reference to something but i don't know what and andrew was, it's the terminator and i was like okay um, Are we so going to, to talk about other
2: references <laughs> later, or should I get mine out now?
1: Do it, oh, no, do just it. do it.
2: Um, because the one that kept coming to mind. So, in How I Met Your Mother, um, Neil Patrick Harris plays Barney, who is like. Kind of, I he sleeps with every woman he ever runs into, and so there's a part he always has these like schemes to get women to sleep with him. And he has one where he pretends to be a Terminator, and so they show him just from the side, totally butt naked, like in the Terminator. And he's like, Come with me if you want to bang, and
1: it's just like one of his bits.
2: And oh,
0: anyway, nice,
1: cool. Well, so let's talk funny. about it. <laughs> there, there are a lot because, uh, I mean, those catchphrases were everywhere. This is also back in the glory days of like the 80s and 90s where, ni- where R-rated movies were marketed to children. Like RoboCop yeah. had a bunch of toys that were like, it's RoboCop in '8209," And like... Here's the terminator. Protect Sarah Connor. Oh no. And like
2: super <laughs> appropriate.
1: Yeah, or like yeah, like and I also think it's great that like the basically the same cast from the Terminator, Predator, and Alien were just kind of like interchanged through all of this. Like Lance mm-hmm. Hendrickson's in all three. I think Bill Paxton is in all three of them. Um and uh, Michael Beans is in...
0: Cool. gap He's in uh
1: He's in Aliens. And also, obviously, Kyle Reason. So, like, it's just like this weird, like... They just kind of were all in this same movie franchise. Just, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I, I like it.
0: Well, let's talk about it. Andrew, do you want to walk us through Terminator?
1: All right. The Terminator? Sure. Um, I, I
0: will weigh in because... Just watch was it. my first time watching it. I just you watched have it I have thoughts.
1: I just watched it last night and I cannot remember. Uh, it starts off post-apocalyptic, I believe. Um, Lots
0: of skulls.
1: So many skulls. So many
0: skulls because James Cameron thinks that we can't be trusted to figure out that this is like the end of the human race. Well, it also
1: was supposed to be a nuclear war, so like everybody died on the street. Like I get it. It's not just no. like the robots let them pile the, up.
0: The thing is driving over rubble. Like the skulls were unnecessary. Just blatantly unnecessary. I don't know. So many skulls. Please. In every single shot, there were a hundred skulls.
2: <laughs> every Do I get to rant one? about
0: James Cameron now? Please. Because I
2: think I tried to start doing it last week. There were there were so many remember. points in this
0: movie where I was just like,
2: James Cameron thinks we're idiots. He just... He often <laughs> has... He, all of his films take great steps forward like visually. Yes. And he has interesting ideas. I think yes. like the plot of this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs to let someone else do his screenplays. Like it's oh, yeah. just not okay. a good. We
0: were writer. talking about this because I noticed on the credits last night that it was co written by somebody else. And I was like, Oh, so James Cameron just like gets all the credit for this movie, but like
2: Is that how it works? Because I yeah. do uh, Yeah.
3: I'm
1: looking to I think look right someone now. else
2: should These are a lot better than his. I'm thinking more of other like Titanic is oh, sure. not yeah. like the best written thing ever, and yeah. it, that's always the downfall of his films. Yeah, is that like if you're gonna criticize anything, it's the screenplay of it. And oh, so. okay,
0: so, I have to say before we even
2: go over plot of the Terminator,
0: the acting in this movie not good. Okay,
1: okay, just okay. Hang on, this, just hang on. on okay, <laughs> that, I'm gonna stand up for Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yes, okay.
0: <Big> time. Linda,
1: <laughs> she, Linda she was good. the
0: best part of it. But even Strong though, disagree
1: yeah. from me. Arnold is amazing in this because he's a, a unfeeling robot. And yeah, it, so uh, he, he's, he can he's act incredible. woodenly
0: and it actually works for the character.
1: D- that's yes. what acting is. You act for the character. Get get out of my face. Okay, with but this. Arnold
2: acts the same in every movie. I read a review.
1: That's not
3: true.
2: Of, dark fate though that was like this movie finally proves that the reason these movies the first two worked was Linda Hamilton everyone thinks it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies but like she is the heart of the movie yeah, and, yeah. She's, she's so badass in it, and I she's, really, really love Sarah Connor. So I'm like, yes, so, like she's the reason to yeah. have these movies. So yeah.
1: just going back to the first thing, because there's so many yeah, things sorry. to address with what you just said, Courtney. So many things. Oh my the gosh. first thing we uh, <laughs> haven't was, even gone over the plot. I know, said. and I still, and I have to. J- two so James, hour
2: long <laughs> too long podcasting these two. Here
1: we go. <laughs> <laughs> written by James Cameron, galian Heard, and Herd, an additional dialogue from William Wisher. William Wisher and James Cameron went on to write in Terminator Two as well. Um... So, yes, it was co-written by uh, Gail Ann Hurt as well. Um, so, yes, like, I know that James Cameron gets I don't know what the exact writing split was, but, like...
2: Oh, she was married to James Cameron
1: at the time. Oh. It's surprising that she didn't win an Oscar after they got divorced, because that seems to be the trajectory of a lot of his exes. Um,
2: <laughs> they do so much better <laughs> after they leave him.
1: Um, so... Uh, yeah I don't know how much of the split was but I do know that James Cameron has stated that this was based on a fever dream of his where there's just this robot who wouldn't stop chasing him no matter where he went like he was really sick and he had this nightmare that scared him and so then he kind of turned it into this film and I gotta say like,
2: back. she wrote the Incredible Hulk <laughs> okay alright sorry
1: oh wait the Incredible like the 2008 one yes oh c- come <laughs> sorry on sorry I'm gonna ruin it come um, on continue <laughs> anyway uh, you leave Gale
0: and the and hulk oh wow <laughs> this woman has an interesting right, history okay yep. fine really, even if really
1: she did excited. take over writing it is she gonna be any better than james cameron Probably so not. i don't know anyway <laughs> <clears throat> anyway um anyway it's like yeah so it's based on this fever dream and it's like a horror film this really works like in a lot of different ways like the persistence of this terminator is really terrifying like mows down an entire police station and doesn't even really get slowed down and all this kind of like...
0: One of the most horrific parts for me... Well, I mean, we haven't talked about the plot yet, but there's a part where um, she's... Uh, Linda Hamilton. Yeah, Linda, Linda Hamilton, it's Sarah Connor, is talking to her mom on the phone. And like everything seems so normal and natural. And then you get this shot of the mom's cabin. And, like everything is like damaged and they're like... Shattered open. mirrors, and all of a sudden you realize that the Terminator is talking with her mom's voice, and just like that realization of like he killed her mom.
3: Yeah,
1: it was
0: like hor- horrifying.
1: Yeah, it really works well as a horror film. <laughs> Terminator Two turns into more of an action film type of thing, but as like a horror film, I think I think it really hits a lot of uh, notes on there. Um, but it starts post-apocalypse, um, and then it turns out that there was a nuclear war in 1997. I want to say is what isn't that. Judgment Day? Yes, yes. It's 1997. Uh, There's a nuclear war that was instigated by uh, machines who gained sentience and decided that humanity wasn't worth saving, so they decided to blow up the world and exterminate humanity, and it's these super smart, intelligent machines. Um, I think right after that, I think even during the credits, uh, Arnold shows up in the past in 1980. When did this movie come out? Because it's 84. like... It's 84. It's 84? Yeah. So yeah, he shows up in like 1984, buck naked. Um, uh, and he just shows up and then like these punks accost him, Bill Paxton leading them. Uh, and then he's just like, give me your clothes. And they're like, oh, what? And then he just like murders two of them like immediately. Um, and then takes their clothes and he's a, he's a... We learn later from Kyle Reese that he is a infiltration, um, he's designed to be, infiltration has like a human, like organic skin that covers his, uh, metallic skeleton, um, that is the cyborg that's underneath it, um, but it's meant to perfectly mimic a human because otherwise they're too recognizable and then people notice them and they kill them all this kind of stuff in the future. So this is meant to be that he's been sent back in time to kill uh, Sarah Connor um, who we do we, we want to go like we'll learn later I think we'll just go he's trying to he goes to a phone book and he finds Sarah Connor's and he starts murdering Sarah Sarah's Connor Sarah Connor's Sarah's Connor I don't know Sarah's um, he starts he starts murdering people named Sarah Connor. I kept
2: thinking. That that should be a movie in itself, a serial killer that just goes to the phone book and is like, this name, and there just starts are, running through. There are
1: too many Mickey Johnsons. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's
2: in the herd of Mickey. Johnson, <laughs> but he's looking for a particular Sarah
1: Connor in this case. Um, Yeah, so uh, the police are kind of freaking out because uh, there's been these two Sarah Connors who have been murdered um, in Los Angeles. And so our heroine, Linda Hamilton Sarah Connor, uh, Sarah J. Connor I believe um, she's uh, at work and she's just kind of she's a waitress who's not very good at her job um, <laughs> it's a little and harsh she's not okay. though like, she's not <laughs> like the one guy's like can I have coffee she's like yeah she's like I'm ready to order like like butthole customers like to be sure but then she, she's like who had the beef surprise and he's like not me and like all these people are like super I'm just like was it okay in the 80s to just be like an absolute monster to your waitress or something like that because yes, unfortunately um so like <laughs> I'm like just don't tip her very well they'll be like hey I didn't want that get out of my face and like so she, yeah she's not very good at her job these Sarah Connors are getting murdered she discovers like Sarah Connors are being murdered so, she's about to go on a date, but then gets stood up by the guy, so she decides to go get, like, a slice of pizza. She says go see a movie, then she goes get a slice of pizza. That's the greatest crime, I feel. like <coughs>
2: That's the greatest crime? No. Is
1: it she got pizza instead of going to a movie? She lied to her roommate. That's not cool. Oh. She um, lied to her roommate. <laughs> her roommate sucks. I would lie to her roommate,
2: too.
1: So, yeah. Um, so, Arnold. Um, we also see... Uh, This other guy come back from the future as well. Um, Not quite as buff as Arnold. Has some Uh, scars and stuff, but still
2: Um, attractive in my mind. Still, still. Well, the thing is, he's not in courtneys. He's super.
1: He's super wiry. Like he's (laughs) like he's he's strong, but in like a sense that like like a you would expect like somebody who lived through an apocalypse to like like not like super buff like Arnold is, but like. Oh, yeah, you know, he's he's seen some stuff. And, like, he steals pants from a homeless guy. Okay, and that bothered me a bothered lot. the whole bothered her the whole movie that the she was wearing the homeless pants the whole movie. time.
0: Because there's, like, stains and chunk And I'm, and then he immediately runs into, like, a clothes store.
2: And I'm like, grab different pants. <laughs> oh, it's not that he stole them from a homeless man, but that you don't want him wearing the homeless okay. man's dirty pants. Listen. <laughs> I think you're fixing on
0: the (laughs) wrong issue.
3: The thing
2: that specifically bothered me, because
3: it
0: bothered me that A, he took the homeless guy's pants. But B, that like, as he runs away right after putting them on, there's like a stain on the rear end. And I'm just like, I would not No, want there's the not. he no, just it's needed not,
1: some pants. There was, there's paint stains all over them. That was the, like, there was paint okay, stains all over the pants. Specifically, on the bum,
0: naked through LA. <laughs> specifically <laughs> Thank on the bum. <laughs> <laughs> I find that disgusting. Anyway. I mean, it's half <laughs> pants. What can you do?
1: Anyway, he, he yes. Yeah, like, get by pants by from the store. The guy
0: that has to find clothes everywhere he goes. But he runs right into a clothes. Store. He takes time to go yeah. into like a dressing
2: booth.
1: No, he doesn't. He yes, grabs. he does. A, he, he puts he's, on hiding, the shoes he's hiding he from puts the puts cops. The, he's hiding from the cops. The decorator's the the already
2: booth. there. He needs to find Sari He has no time to worry about exactly his loneliness.
1: Exactly. He's yeah. He's it's a <laughs> I race start against time. With
2: <laughs> to argue with you at this
1: point. It's a race <laughs> against time. He only had time to grab the one trench coat and the one pair of shoes. He was hiding from the cops. Could you imagine? If you're like trying to hide from the cops, or he looking in that to... store, and he's like, "Ah, oh, nah, these pants, they're not really... Okay. Like, hey, okay. officer, could you go get me a medium in this one, please? Is that what you wanted? An extended, no. an extended shopping okay, session okay. with the cops? Well,
0: how about this? After that scene, when he escapes the cops, he the next time he shows up, he's wearing a shirt that he didn't have before. So clearly, he had time to stop and get other
1: clothes. Maybe he found another but he homeless didn't guy.
0: Get pants. I give in. He should have changed his pants. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> uh, he definitely found that shirt from another homeless guy. He is like 50% oh homeless God. guy clothes at that point. Um, uh, anyway, it uh, so it's this guy and he's kind of run, he's running away from the cops. He steals the cop's gun and shotgun uh, and kind of evades them. You kind of learn that like he's really good at evading guys and all this kind of stuff. And like he's pretty smart and everything. Very strong and agile and all this kind of stuff. And he starts... Following Sarah Connor around as well, and so at this point, there's like this. I mean, you're pretty sure that Arnold's gonna be the one who, because he's like killing punks and stuff like that. But there, but Sarah Connor is convinced that she's now seen this guy following him a couple times, and now is convinced that this guy is the one who's trying to kill her, um, and is like terrified. So she goes to this club. Where she calls, the, she tries to call the police, and they keep transferring her around, even though the police are looking for her. Like, they're like, "If you're Sarah Connor, call us, and we can protect you." And like, she's calling nine one one, and they're like, "Yeah, let me transfer you around and stuff." And it's and then, like, when the police chief finally does get on the on the line, and she's like, "Don't transfer me," and he's like, "I'm not going to." <laughs> like, who's been who's been transferring her around, Lance Hendrickson? Come on, man! Like, um, so. She tells the police where she is, um, and then she also calls her roommate um, to come and get her from this club and so leaves she a message.
2: Could be having sex with her
1: boyfriend and wearing headphones, like even oh, yeah. during yeah. even during Make sex, she's got watch. the headphones. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, she is not into you. She is like, yeah. she is into Duran Duran, and you need to come to terms with that. Um, so like, um, yeah, she got her headphones on. So then Arnold shows up. I guess it's not Arnold's. What model is the T one hundred and one in this first one? Yes. Um, he shows up at the uh, at Sarah Connor's apartment, but she is gone. He murders the uh, roommate and her boyfriend. Um,
2: and here's the message. And here's that the Sarah me- left.
1: yeah. Here's the message that Sarah's at where she is. He goes there. Uh, Kyle Reese is also there, kind of watching Sarah Connor, and then he goes to. Uh, there's this kind of really tense moment where Arnold's looking around in the club and then she kind of ducks behind a table doesn't see her and then he doubles back and sees her and goes to kill her Kyle Reese pulls out a shotgun starts shooting uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and like all these people start clearing out Arnold murders a lot of club goers um, while trying to shoot Sarah Connor um, and then uh, this uh, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor escape the club and he starts explaining everything I'm from the future Uh, There's this whole time war going on. The machines started. The human resistance sent me back in time to protect you (laughs) because your son, your unborn son, John Connor, is the leader of the human resistance. Without him, we would have been completely extinct. But he's leading this human resistance against these machines.
2: Also, Reese is the one who says, come with me if you want
1: to live. Yes, that's true. He says, come with me if you want to live. Courtney was super disappointed. um, (laughs) I, I
2: always thought that
0: Arnold said it, so... We may, we may we may return find to out that
1: more about this later. Yes. So yeah, Kyle Reese goes, "Come with me if you want to live," and takes her uh, away. She doesn't really believe him because why would you? Um, and then he's he kind of explains everything. Is like these guys are perfect infiltration units. They're never going to stop. You can't reason with them. They don't understand pity. They just they're just going to kill you. So I'm here to protect you um, to make sure that. John Connor is born and he will make sure that John Connor is born Um, and so then uh, (laughs) um, it'll all become clear to those of you who have not seen this movie continue Um, so uh, uh, they I'm trying to think what happens next they go to a parking garage there's this big chase scene um, uh, there's several chase scenes in cars actually Um, this one this one ends with um, they're kind of racing down this thing, down this. Uh, it's almost like under a canal. I don't know. I've never been to a place like that in LA before. But as it happens, like they they manage to slam on the brakes, but Arnold crashes like he crashes his car like right into the wall, and kind of everyone's like, oh, he should be dead. And uh, so Kyle Reese and uh, Sarah Connor are are taken into custody by the police, and Arnold is nowhere to be found. And so they're in the police station, Kyle Reese is telling his story, and everyone's like, this guy's nuts. And the psychiatrist is even like, I could make money off of this. Like, I don't know what movie he thought he was in, but he was in a different movie. Because um, he was just like, look at this stuff, man, I'm going to pause it here. Can you believe and Like, Sarah Connor's sitting right there. <laughs> And, like, uh, so then we see uh, we see Arnold in a hotel, in a motel, and he's doing uh, maintenance on himself because he's a robot. So he, like, cuts open his own arm, and there's all the robot parts underneath, and he rip, and his eye is damaged, so he pulls his eye, like, off. And now he has to wear sunglasses so we don't have to look at that weird robot prosthetic that... It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, the vision... This does not hold up. Like, the visual effects of it are when pretty When the Terminator's walking
1: it's... around is pretty bad. At the end, like... Pretty bad.
2: But at this part where he's like pulling out his eye and stuff, like he's all claymation or something. I think it was I think it was an animatronic. Okay. It could but it's been not Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, until he puts his glasses back on. Yeah, so he so. puts he
1: puts his sunglasses on because because Cordy kept giggling because his eyebrows had been burned off. <laughs> <laughs> she just kept giggling because um, he does look really weird without any eyebrows. So then he puts on the sunglasses. That's kind of you know that's the iconic look because like the black leather, the sunglasses, all that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, his at this point, I guess that's another point because like his skin is starting to like decay, I guess, at some point. I think that's later. Um, Anyway, uh, he knows that Sarah Connor's at the police station, so he starts going to the police station. Uh, They don't believe Kyle Reese. They're going to lock him up. Um, And then Arnold in, starts murdering so many cops. And then Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor are able to escape.
2: Make sure
1: you get the line in there, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, so he walks up. He's like, I'm here to see Sarah Connor. And the guy's like, "Nice, nah, you'll have to wait. And he's like, I'll be back. And then he leaves and crashes his car through the front end. And it was really okay. funny because we were watching it. And Courtney goes, that's the line? He's just fed up with police bureaucracy? And then he crashes I, his car. I
2: legitimately thought he was just going to come back in a couple of hours. <laughs> like... So, this robot who will never stop until Sarah Connor is dead is like, okay, I'm wait until the police are
1: ready for me. He's giving a reply back to Sky that, oh, but the police said that I couldn't go in and she had this baby. <laughs> so like it's Yeah, funny. so yeah, he crashes his car through, starts shooting up the police station. Um Kyle Reese manages to escape with Sarah Connor. Um and they uh they just get away from him somehow. Oh, he's on he's on foot, that's what it is. They get into a car. And he's on foot, so then he, they're able to escape. Um, Sarah Connor sends her mother to her cabin um, to kind of hide out. And then they're under a bridge. Um, Kyle Reese has been shot. Uh, and she tends to his wounds. And it's at this point that Con- <laughs> Courtney turned to me and went, Oh, Kyle Reese is John Connor's dad, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I
2: found of remember
0: that
1: early, too. <laughs> and I was,
2: I'll was complain about this more later. <laughs> But
1: oh, I was mad from that point on. <laughs> um, so yeah, like he tells, he starts telling Sarah Connor, like you are the one who taught John how to like infiltrate and be super strong and organized and such a great leader. Like he learned all of that from you. And she's like, but I'm just some, I'm nobody. I'm a waitress. I'm a waitress. Do I look organized to you? I can't even balance a checkbook. <laughs> um, and he. And then he's just like, Well, he learned it from you and you're great and you're the best and, and all this kinda. I have, this, obsession with I have you. this picture of you that gets burned in a flashback that I don't tell you about. <laughs> um, so they they go to kind of a a hotel so that way they can build some pipe bombs to try to stop the Terminator.
0: <laughs> so that way they can build some pipe bombs. <laughs> laying that <Literally> pipe.
1: <laughs> the
3: room. They
1: are laying a pipe. Um, oh. Anyway... Oh. Um, so it's a, this, so then uh, Kyle Reese goes to buy the pipe bomb supplies. Uh, Sarah Connor's like, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to call my mom. And he, she calls her mom and is like, this is Lilo, don't worry about it. And we cut to the cabin and we see that the cabin is in shambles and Arnold is there talking in her mother's voice, finding out where she is. or right, finds out the, the number of the hotel that she's staying at and then he calls the hotel and finds the location and is headed that way. Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor make some pipe bombs and chat about things, and then it turns out that um, Kyle Reese, like it's it's hard to, it's hard. To, John Connor knew that Kyle Reese was his father, so talked to Kyle Reese about his mother and gave her gave him a picture of her in order to start having Kyle Reese fall in love with Sarah Connor before he goes back in time. So that way, when he went back in time,
3: he, he would then time. father
1: John Connor. And also protect Sarah Connor enough and have the proper motivation. And turns out, yes, they have sex and Kyle Reese is John Connor's dad.
2: So this love is a sham is what you're saying. (laughs) See,
1: (laughs) yes and no. Yes in that they met like a couple. And she even says like, the few hours we had together were... And I was just like, (laughs) hours?
0: Hours! I know, the few hours they had together they loved for a lifetime. And I was like, did you though?
1: And yeah, so, but my thing is like... they
0: didn't. My Ew. thing is,
1: like, John Connor did was, like... did
0: bone enough for a lifetime. <laughs>
1: wow. Wow!
0: This is a clean podcast for me! Sorry, we can all go to right. I was
1: gonna out. say, there might be some couples that are, like, wait, more than once? But anyway, there, so there's, uh... Um... I, so, like, yes, it's kind of a sham, but also, like... He does, like... He is... He's telling Kyle Reese about all the stuff about his mother, and, like... Gives gives him the picture and stuff. Yeah, in order to start that process beforehand. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of a sham because he did just barely meet her, but he also knows a a ton about her. It's also
0: creepy that he's like hooking up his dad with his mom. Look,
1: John Connor is nothing if not a realist, and so he knows that it has to happen. He might be really uncomfortable with it, but he knows it has to happen. (laughs) My favorite thing was like. They were talking and he's like, what about, like, who is, who, or Sarah Connor asked who is the father so I don't tell him to get lost when I meet him. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I don't know, really, he never really talked about his dad. He said, definitely not you, though, and then laughed for ten minutes. And, yeah. like, <laughs> the um, part
2: that I do find sweet about this, though, is that, like, John made Reese memorize this message that he would give to Sarah Connor that was like... It's, it's all up to you. Yes. You can change fate. You can change and your fate and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Basically like empowering his mom, though. To yes. To do what she, he knows that she's going to have to do. And she and does... kind of sweet.
1: And she yeah. does step up a couple... Like, she does that field dressing on Reese after he gets shot, which she's yeah. like, it's pretty good field dressing. And then, like, she makes the pipe bomb. She's able to drive the car and stuff. She yells at Reese to get up and get moving inside the factory. You know, Come like, on, soldier! Find your feet. I was like, okay, I, yeah. I like that. Aww. So then, yeah, and ultimately she does, you know, smush the the Terminator and all this kind of stuff after You're swearing at him me. and stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, geez, look, I'm just saying, Sarah Connor's awesome. She is awesome. Um, She's great. So uh, there, are this yeah. So now. Um, She's impregnated with John Connor, I guess, um, and so then they're like, "Oh yeah, here we're. I guess we're gonna leave now or something." And then Arnold shows up. There's a big fight. They're driving down the road. They're throwing pipe bombs at him. Kyle Reese gets shot, and a pipe bomb explodes by him by him as well, and so he's really injured. Uh, it, Arnold is driving a semi full of gas, which is just a bad tactical decision. Um, and so then uh, she's able to. Um, uh first she's able to like ram him ram arnold off the road because he's in a motorcycle but then she winds up flipping the car that they're in uh she gets kyle reese out of there and then they're kind of running away he's now driving a semi full of gas kyle reese puts his last pipe bomb inside the gas truck it explodes it's
0: not his
1: last pipe bomb oh that's right it's a <laughs> second to last pipe bomb um and it explodes <laughs> um the Just gas saying. truck goes up in flames and we see, like, Arnold like, lying there in the flames and, like, he's all melty and stuff. And they're like, we did it. And then uh, he pops because he's Unstoppable Terminator. Um, and he chases them into a nondescript factory with robot arms and squishy things. Yeah, like, what
0: does that factory do? Like, all it, all it has is just, like, robots that kind of go... With, like, things that go...
1: I don't know. So they kind of they have this chase through here. At this point... The stop motion on the Terminator is laughable. Like, it does not hold up. It's, like, really jerky and, like... It gets better eventually. But, like... But then, like, the close-up shots where it's not moving are pretty terrifying. Like... The red eyes with like the soup, like the the brow that's super heavy. It's, it's got a pretty Hal scary feel to it. Yeah, Come listen to our two thousand one episode if you don't know what
2: that means. That's <laughs> right.
1: Um, so yeah, they do this whole chase. Kyle Reese uh, blows himself up with a, his last pipe bomb, um, sacrificing himself for Sarah to try to blow the up. He doesn't blow
3: himself, himself
0: up. up. He sticks it into the Terminator's like abdomen. Like,
1: well, yeah, and it blows up the Terminator, but he also like dies as stuck. a result. Yeah. Um, and so, and I was like, Kyle, oh no, Kyle—the only good action here with the name of Kyle—and um, so he dies. But then the Terminator's not quite dead yet at this point. Courtney went, "Oh come on!" <laughs> but like. <laughs> like so it starts chasing like, and whack a
2: mole just keeps popping up again and again.
1: I think bo-
0: inwardly I thought you should have gone for the head.
1: Yes. <laughs> so the turtle's lost its legs at this point and it's crawling around, and Sarah Connor has a huge piece of metal stuck out of her leg that she pulls out, so she's hobbled as well. There's this really kind of tense chase where it's this like really clawing intense- at her
0: crawling chase
1: yeah well i mean it still works though yeah, I mean, it's it works. pretty like, scary
0: yeah the tension is there it works really well
1: um so the, so then she kind of chases it through the squishy thing um the squishy <laughs> part of the machine and then it's like it's reaching out at her she puts a gate down and it's like shannon mentioned it earlier the big metal hand like clawing at her trying to choke I, her
0: i still just want to know what this factory is for why do they have that gate there like what purpose is to Keep this terminators from filling? getting out, so people don't stick their hands in and get them squished. Okay, all right, that's fair. That's fair. But what is this for? Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> so she she gets to do a cool pre mortem one lighter that I won't repeat because it's not because like we said it's a clean podcast or whatever. Uh, what, but, uh, what is it again, though? Um. Oh no, now I can't remember what she says. She calls him a, an effer, though, if I remember correctly. Um uh, I, I can't remember what that last line is. Or, um, termi- you're terminated. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what right. it is. That's it. And so then she reaches up, pushes the button, very and it squishes the Terminator, and the eyes <coughs> very dim. And you can and see, and like,
0: it. he's still trying to get to her, even though yeah. it's getting squished, and you can see her.
1: The arm's yeah, still sticking out, the arm kind of comes out, and then she's finally she's like, oh boy, I stopped that Terminator. I sure hope there are no other Terminators that get sent back in time to try to Terminate me.
3: Sure
1: hope not. <laughs> and so then she, so then now she started to like, she's now on, on her own. It cuts to like a couple months later. She's got a baby bump. She's like traveling around.
2: According to IMDb, she is more visibly pregnant with junk. <laughs> yes, more visibly
1: pregnant. Yes. Like
2: she wasn't visibly pregnant at all because she just had sex with Reese, so. I mean, well, this is supposed, I think I this, this is that supposed that to be trip, a couple though. months
1: later though. Like, because yes, yeah, she's like, yes. she's not got a dog because dogs are used to sniff out Terminators. Um, so she's got a dog with her, um and she's like traveling around learning stuff, recording things to tell to John. Um and so then and then we see that that's she, a photo is taken of her by this uh young kid and that's the photo that Kyle <laughs> Reese had uh on him when uh when a Terminator attacked him. So um yeah, it wraps up there and she's like, Oh, we're looking forward to the coming fight Tune in to T two when that comes out, really. <laughs> and like, but it worked. Like, it's really pretty good. Like, Courtney had an issue with the acting. I don't. It's a, it's very much of its time. Like, yeah. it's definitely an eighties film. But that oh, was yeah. but that was the acting of the eighties. So I don't really have a problem with it.
0: I don't know though. Like I like I said last night when we were watching it, there are eighties movies where you watch it now and you're like, yeah, the acting is really good in this. You know, I don't feel like the standards for acting have changed.
1: No, but like I
2: feel for I, I, like,
1: I feel standards, like
0: that. I would say that the standards for acting in an action movie have changed
1: see that's and my feeling is I don't find the acting is that much different the quality of acting is very different from say back to the future. Like there's a lot. Like did, future, you're telling fun. me that you built a time machine. Like <laughs> it's, it's that like, kind of level. But, I think. Like but, I love. I love Back to the Future. But, but I think it's that level.
0: But Back to the Future is supposed to be campy. I
1: don't think it is. I I think it's like like it was. It was like this like adventure film type of thing. Like I. It was
0: geared for
3: children.
1: Well, Terminator was also marketed to children. I'm just. Mean, I'm just, just saying that. Like I think that. It's about on level with other '80s films. I do think that, like you said, like action film acting standards have kind of risen a little bit. But there I do, are, I do points. think it's about on the, on the same level as other movies of the era.
0: I think it was a combination of the acting. Like I don't think the acting was straight up bad. It wasn't good. Probably
1: the dialogue.
0: Yeah, it was a combination of the acting level plus the dialogue. It just there were parts when I was just like that was laughable. I love See, that. I, I just yeah. And
1: all no, I disagree sex scenes with it. From the eighties,
2: are really really bad.
0: Yes, that's, that's
1: true. true. Um, but I mean, sex scenes in movies are dumb now anyway. Like, why why are you including those? But There's this is no a lot of it.
2: like, I don't know. This looked like like the room where <laughs> that's, that's like. We all acknowledge that's bad, but this is what that looked like. It's the same kind of tropes. That's where the room got it from. It's kind of I don't
1: know. Um, uh, yeah, like like bad. I don't know. I I cause Linda Hamilton's actually really good in it. Um, She's yeah, she Arnold good. is obviously playing like this robot type of thing, but he mm-hmm. really does it very well. I mean, there wasn't very much acting to be had. It's mostly an it's mostly a horror slash action film. Yeah. So there wasn't a ton of action to be had, but like I said, I don't know that it's necessarily better or worse than films that came out around the same time. Mm. So anyway, that's the Terminator.
2: Yay. T two Woo
0: <T2> Judgment Day. And <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: then
2: yeah. Um, so this film opens with kids playing on a playground but then it flashes forward I'm assuming to like the same spot I did. we have kind of this reoccurring vision of like kids playing and then being melted by Judgment Day and Ooh. then flashing forward basically to LA in um, 2029 which is when um, yeah like John Connor is leading the human resistance against the machines um, and all that so We flash forward to all of this wreckage um we have some um voiceover from sarah connor she says three billion human lives ended on august 29th 1997 the survivors of the nuclear fire called the war judgment day they only lived to face a new or those who lived i guess um face a new nightmare the war against the machines and so Dun, dun, dun. um yeah no, it's basically da, da, remind, da, da. like previously <laughs> on the terminator um and she mentions that skynet sent two terminators back in time to attempt to destroy john connor so um uh, the first one was in 1984 where they were trying to kill sarah connor and then there was a second sent to kill john himself when he was a child so this movie is that too, mm. um,
1: And that's all the Terminators that will ever go back in time.
2: Not. <laughs> but um, oh, if only James Cameron knew what he had wrote. <laughs> um, so they have new Terminators landing on Earth. It looks the same as Arnold Schwarzenegger, although we know this has to be a different one because Arnold was squished in the last one. Um, but similar to the first film, um, he's naked, he walks into a biker bar, and everyone's kind of looking at him weird. And he roughs up some bikers as he's trying to get some clothes from them and a motorcycle. And so he's all decked out in leather and has <laughs> some sunglasses and goes off on a motorcycle. Um, that seems familiar, John yeah. Connor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Basically, you, it's, it's almost repeat like, of the. Do, first you, movie. do you think that they'll recognize
0: him if we don't dress him the same way? But it's such a. I think <laughs> I don't think
2: they
3: will.
0: But it's such a recurring trope because the
1: same thing happens in T three. Like he walks into, but this time it's like a it's like a coyote ugly like stripper bar. Oh gee. And the entire time he's wearing stripper pants. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, yeah, we'll talk about to you. we'll talk about great. the fake Terminator Three, I guess, in oh a few minutes. <laughs>
2: um. So yeah, and then we have um, another person coming down. So again, the voiceovers said like, and again, there's like a second person sent down to try to protect John Connor. Um. So this person sent down. I'm trying to. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's really obvious what's happening to the audience. Honestly, it took me a couple of scenes to catch on to what's happening here. So I'm going to play it out as if you don't know. <laughs> it's
1: supposed to be uh, okay. It's okay. We'll talk. about... Yeah, well, go ahead. Yes. You do. Yeah. You do, so yeah. if
2: people are like, "Shannon's getting this wrong," it's I'm trying to keep veil what's yes. actually happening until we hit the yes. point. Um, so that's good because i still haven't seen this yeah and yeah. you haven't seen it so for courtney's
3: give sake, me the
0: cinematic experience
1: <laughs> how um, it was supposed to be viewed without the uh, oh, I'm so, i wasn't i was like barely alive when this happened and i'm angry about it
2: so there's a cop that's come to this vacant lot and there was some sort of electrical like disturbance and so he's there to check it out and this is the other person that's sent down um person kills the cop and then starts like takes the clothes and whatnot is now impersonating the cop um gets into the police car and uses the police records to find out about john connor where he is um we can see on their records so john um under legal guardian it's someone different than sarah connor although it says like on their you know mother sarah connor father unknown um we We know know who it is is. (laughs) um but he's so he's living with foster parents and you can also see in the report that he has some like minor offenses like shoplifting and whatnot um so then we go to where john connor's living with these foster parents um he's kind of this punk kid that's like working on a motorcycle and his parents are like you need to clean your room and Like nah and runs off with his friend. I don't know, he's this like punk kid.
1: (laughs) You'll never lead the resistance if you can't learn to clean your room.
2: Uh, Um so then we go over because, like, what the heck is happening to Sarah Connor? Is what I'm sitting here wondering. Um, and she is in the state hospital. Um, she's, you know, in this room. She's like doing chin ups on her bed frame, and she's like super ripped, and I'm so proud of her. <laughs> um, but there's a psychiatrist walking around the institution with a group of interns, and he's kind of explaining why she's locked up that. Um, you know, she said that there was this Terminator that tried to come down to Earth and kill her, and that the father of her child was actually a man who came from the past. And how silly is that? <laughs> isn't it,
1: isn't it who, the same?
2: telling about this. Isn't this the same? How would you ever tell anybody? Isn't it the same, same guy
1: from T1? <coughs> it is the it same is, guy.
2: It is, yeah. T1, it's yes. the
1: same police psychiatrist.
2: I, I just put that together now, and I was looking at yeah. the whole plot. He
1: was there when the, when the Terminator blew up the yes. police station.
2: But he still passed. No, she's he insane. left right before.
1: Oh, uh, that's he right. He passed on that's right. He yeah. passes. her so still Arnold. think she's okay. insane. But um, hell, but it still blew up. Like, wouldn't you be like, I was there three seconds ago, and it blew up.
2: And there's yeah, but he probably other reasons trip, though. She's there that we'll find out shortly. Okay. Um. But Sarah keeps trying to escape. So when the doctor looks in, she's like, "How's your kneecap?" And it's like she had stabbed him in the knee or something, <laughs> trying to get out. And she's had all these failed escape attempts. Um. The orderlies go in and Sarah doesn't want to take the medication they want to give her and so they hit her with a baton and a taser and so force her to take the medication so she's kind of there lying on the ground. Um, Then we go, so the the future person who's been sent back who's looking like a cop goes um, to the foster parents' home and is asking about John. They're like, what has that kid done now? And um, they say, well, there was this other, like, this biker guy that came and was looking for John. Does it have something to do with that? And so we know Arnold's also after him and is, like, a couple steps ahead. Um, so then we go to John, who has run off. And so now he's breaking into an ATM, and um, he's got a picture. So he has that picture that he eventually gives to Kyle Reese. And... Um, And he's explaining to his friend, oh, my mom taught me how to do this, how to, like, break into this. And then he says... Well, uh, like my real mom, but my it turns out she's a complete psycho and she tried to blow up a computer factory, which is really why she's in the institution. Mm. Um we can assume like trying to stop Skynet from happening in the future. Um which you would become obsessed with that if you knew that like half of human life was going to end, you would spend all your waking hours Probably, trying to stop
1: I, it. Okay. Probably don't have a Facebook account.
2: Probably
0: yeah, not. Yeah. Counterpoint though, if it were me, I'd be like I'm going to go live in a bunker and have nobody ever find me because...
1: Okay, but also the That world, would
2: be safer. Like, I have a responsibility to keep the
0: my The world also
1: big. blows up, though. Yeah, like, but it's I a think she war. wants to
2: stop the machines from ever happening, but also keep her son alive in case it does happen, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, She just I mean, trying to stop if knew, judgment today. If you knew there was a nuclear war and you were, like,
1: literally the only person on the planet who knew that there was going to be a nuclear war in six years, you would probably be doing yeah, something to stop it. you need it. to do something about it.
2: All right. Fair um, enough so where was i at so john and spring go to the mall to spend the money that they stole um then we go back to sarah who once again is on like the floor of her hospital room (laughs) like it's basically an asylum this place um she's woken up by kyle reese obviously it's a dream sequence (laughs) um because he's gone but um she's like oh i miss you so much and they're kissing and whatnot and he's like you need to save john johnson changer and he needs you there's no one else for him and blah 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 um kind like goes down the hall of the hospital and now we really know it's a dream because she's not locked up and she just kind of walks out and starts falling and it's like no come back um and then she has once again this vision of like judgment day so the kids um like playing on the playground and then um the is in a nuclear bomb i guess or whatever it is like kind of destroying Mm -hmm. everything um so she's really haunted by these dreams um then we go to her review so she's been in there six months she's supposed to have this review in order to get out and she's telling i can't remember the psychiatrist's name but um it doesn't matter he's uh, it doesn't matter he's bald
1: and has jowls (laughs) he looks like a movie psychiatrist
2: (laughs) um But they're showing her this video of, like, when she first got there and being like, we're all gonna be dead! Like, you need to... We need to stop this and believe me and all this. And she's... So she's trying to convince the doctor she doesn't believe this anymore. Um, And she wants to be transferred to minimum security is what she... They promised her if she starts getting better so that she can start receiving visitors and be able to see her son. Um, I guess a note, too, that... They're like, well, wouldn't there be evidence of this Terminator if you squished it and went on? She's like, well, the computer company is trying to cover it all up. Um, and she says, well, they, I don't believe that anymore. Um, but then, so we cut to... Uh, Miles, Dyson, Miles worked, Dyson. Yeah, who's this developer that's working at Cyberdyne. And basically, in this scene, we realize the computer company literally has been covering up. <laughs> yep. um, they had found, so they have a locked up, like the robot arm that's what's left of the Terminator and a broken computer
1: chip. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so then we go back to Sarah. Oh, um, also,
1: uh, Miles Dyson, played by Joe Morton, who is Cyborg's dad in Justice League. He just can't oh. leave them Cyborgs alone. No,
2: he cannot. <laughs> um,. So you go back to Sarah getting this review and the doctor is not buying it at all. He's like, you're just telling me what I want to hear so that you can get out. Um, And he was totally right. And so Sarah's like, yeah, and like tries to stab him and tries to escape again and then pin her down. During
1: review board.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And so. Tough look, Sarah. That's the end of that to try to get out. So then we go back to the mall where the Terminator, another guy, um, have both like kind of um found out that john's here and uh, similar to the first one like how sarah didn't know like she just feels weird about who's chasing her like john doesn't know he kind of sees both of these and doesn't know who's trying to chase him and whatnot um and so they're both after john then they find each other and the terminator is fighting this guy um arnold is shooting the cop Shoots them many times with this gun, and we get all these like metallic holes in them. And this is, and you kind of catch on to this a little bit earlier. But the cop is not human; he is also a Terminator. <sighs> Surprise! <laughs> um, and it becomes well. Okay, so they're they're fighting it out. John like runs away from this mess. <laughs> As you would. Anyway, gets on his motorcycle. <laughs> And so this is T-1000, um, this new Terminator, um, is pursuing him with this big truck. And we realize, oh, this thing is not here to help him because he is, like, ready to run him over. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Arnold comes along on his motorcycle, grabs him, puts him on the bike, throws... I can't remember what he's throwing, but, like, throws a thing back and blows up the truck. And, of course, because it's a Terminator, it doesn't die. But um, they buy some time. And so John's like, uh, you're a Terminator, right? But it doesn't seem like you want to kill me. That, I caught on to that much of this. And so um, Arnold starts explaining, so he's a Terminator, but John Connor actually reprogrammed him and sent him back to protect John, like the younger John. Um, Which on one hand I think was smart of John because like, what could defend him better than a Terminator could? Like, a human doesn't really stand a chance against the Terminators like this. So that's good. On the other hand, like, his mother is terrified of these things because it tried to kill her. So I also think John's, like, screwing with his mom a little bit. <coughs> but anyway.
1: Yeah, pick a different model, John. Like, like, that, was, like that what, was pretty
2: cruel of him. Robert
1: Patrick's running around here as a <laughs> T-1000 and you had to go pick the one model that chased your mom around. Like, mm-hmm. pick a different model.
2: Oh. Um, so the T-1000 is made of liquid metal, so it can... Ooh,
1: so terrified. Not
2: only... Which is, again, like super bad CGI. Oh, you think so? I think so. Oh, well, parts I of it I think yeah. are.
1: Parts, some parts of it look
2: better than others. Some
1: of it still holds up pretty... Like, uh, other companies are trying to do the liquid metal thing, and it doesn't look yeah. as good. Like, even now.
2: Part, parts of it parts look okay, it. and parts of it look okay. Um but so it it just kind of like reforms every time they shoot at it or it can be it can morph into other things this is the other guy not
1: the robert patrick the, other the Thousand. Yep. arnold
2: is just the one of one like what he was before when terminator says like we need to get really really far away and john insists on calling his foster parents even though he doesn't really care for him that much wants to let him know what's happening um so he calls them um the mom's on the phone kind of get this weird sense like something's off about her um so the terminator grabs the phone and starts talking in john's voice and he's like what's your you can hear the dog um like shouting in the or um uh, barking in the back which i guess should be our first hint that the terminator is there because um, they can sense them but um arnold is like well um he's what's your dog's name and then said uh John says it's Max. And on the phone, Arnold says, Oh, I can hear Wolfie in the background. What what's going on? And mom says, Oh, Wolfie's fine, honey. So we know they don't realize that, yeah, this is not the mom. Um, so we see too so the Terminator has um taken it her shape, but then also like makes its hand into, like, this spear kind of thing with the metal and stabs the dad. Mm. Um, so the, yeah, Arnold's it's like, yeah, your foster parents are gone. We need to get out. Um, so the cops have um, found <clears throat> out, so cops go to see Sarah Connor, and have they have this footage from the mall, and then they have the footage from pictures from... Where, I guess when he attacked the police station in the first movie, mm. and they're like, look at these pictures. This guy came back, and you were there the first time. Do you know what this is about? Like, can you help us find him? And Sarah is just totally doesn't <laughs> like, respond. Oh, crap,
1: it's a Terminator. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, she shuts down, right? Yeah, like,
2: like shuts down is not saying anything. And they're like, well, that's kind of weird. And they're like, well, she's been really, like, despondent since, you know, we... She didn't pass this review or whatnot (laughs) Uh, but we can see her grab a paper clip and kind of hide it um so they like strap her down in her room um john okay so going back to john now john's insisting well we need to get my mom out and he feels really bad because this whole time he kind of explains his mom had told him all of this about how he would be the leader of this resistance in the future and she (laughs) but she's been I guess we don't know that she's hooking up with these guys but she kind of keeps dating these guys that she thinks will be good father figures for John and make him a good military leader Mm -hmm. Um, and John didn't like love that and so kind of held some resentment against her but then realizes oh my mom was right all along this is all real (laughs) Um, so anyway feels bad and wants to get her out of the state hospital Terminator is like well I don't want to and it turns out that part of his like protocol when the future john sent him back was that he had to listen to everything young john connor said like every order so he says well i'm ordering you to come with me so now they have to go to the state hospital and get sarah out so sarah's strapped down um the orderly is super creepy and like ropes are down and then like licks her face and it's really gross um then sarah so she was kind of like unresponsive but then once the guy's out of the room, it's like, up. How's that paperclip out? And is trying to, like, get all of this stuff off of her. Um, the T-1000 is looking for Sarah Connor. Um, oh, yeah. So that's part of the reason the Terminator didn't want to go back because he's like, well, this guy's going to have all the same information I do, and he's going to know you're going to want to go to your mom, and so, like, they can put two and two together. So he's also, after the mom, hoping to find John. Um he comes in and with the I guess like warden is trying to get in and she sees he's a cop and is like oh yeah aren't you guys here kind of late like interviewing her and she thinks he's just one of the cops interviewing Sarah Connor so all of those cops like come out and the T-1000 like melts into the floor so that they don't see him but he ends up um killing a security guard and impersonating him, which is funny. I thought that they just like doubled the guy, but it's really the actor had an identical twin, and so they oh. just used his <laughs> twin in that scene where they're looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Um but he kills that guy, impersonates him, and gets in, and kind of walking around trying to find Sarah Connor. Um so Sarah has now gotten out. Um she fights the orderly like takes his um whatever you'd call that thing um
1: the taser no but the
2: taser though like the you just whack
1: people oh, just a stick <laughs> yes oh. i don't
2: know what that's called night nightstick? yeah mm-hmm. i guess anyway um so she's got that she goes to the psychiatrist so she's trying to get out but they're like all these locked doors and it's quite a process trying to get out so she goes to the doctor um she grabs like a syringe and there's this drain cleaner she fills the syringe with that and is threatening the rest of the team like i will stab him with this and kill him if you don't let me out and don't think i won't because i know half of you are gonna die anyway in this like apocalypse (laughs) and so like don't think i won't do it um so the crew starts unlocking things she makes a run for it and like takes the keys and they're now like following her but there's a door that she like breaks the key off on this one gate so they're stuck behind this gate um so she starts running goes for the elevators um i guess i didn't mention so arnold and john are now at the hospital and the terminator has promised that he will not kill anyone although to get in at the gate he like I gets the, the guard and the kneecaps or something and he's like he'll live <laughs>
3: like
2: he'll make it is
1: this is this the one where he pulls out the minigun and like riddles a bunch of people but it's like zero casualties or something like that so, okay, no that's, that's later but, that's later okay
2: but John's made him promise so the whole movie he's like trying not to kill people but he still injures them because he's trying to keep John safe um so around the hospital they make it to the elevators right when sarah reaches the elevators sarah sees arnold schwarzenegger and like freaks the heck out because she doesn't realize that he's kind of good now um so she starts running the other way um the wardens get to her and are trying to get her um and the terminator just goes and is like picking off the people one by one not killing them but like slamming them into a door slamming them into the window or whatever Um, so he's taking him out, and John explains, you know, oh, he's good now, like future me reprogrammed him, and this is where Arnold then says to Sarah Connor, come with me if you want to live! She finally I do get it. Good.
3: Um
2: so T-1000 appears and they fight and I just wrote chase 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 because I don't really care about this part <laughs> um but they're chasing him I mean it really just ends up that um they get into a car the Terminator the other Terminator has like kind of these hook hands or like trying to hold on the back of the car that's the but... golf
1: clubs that fit Homer had. hand yes
2: <laughs> um but John gets him off of the car and he realizes, like, he's not really going to be able to follow on foot. And so the Terminator goes back to the hospital and gets a motorcycle. Um, so our heroes go to a, an abandoned, like, gas station to regroup. And Sarah, I don't know, has some injuries that they have to sew up. And um, Sarah's removing bullets from the Terminator because they want him to still appear human. Like, he's not he doesn't really feel pain, but they want to make sure he doesn't just have a bunch of holes in his back. Um, I watched this special edition of this which has a whole different scene where, well, at this point um, they find out the Terminator's saying that he has a CPU (coughs) where he would be able to, like, learn traits from humans and kind of evolve. But Skynet has them turn that off so that the Terminators are just focused on killing. Um, But they... He has them go and turn on this learning ability, but Sarah has, like, the microchip and, like, wants to kill the Terminator because she's still, like, really shook with what happened to her before, understandably, Uh, but John's like, no, you shouldn't kill him. He's been helping us, and so, um, she listens, and they, yeah, keep him around, um, Although no. now, John is, like, trying to teach the Terminator how to be more human. Yeah. No. Um, and so he's like, you say phrases like, um, affirmative, when, you know, you should be saying yes or whatnot, and he's, like, teaching him phrases like, no problemo, and eat me, and hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> um, there's also a weird part where he's trying to teach him to smile, to smile and yeah. he looks at someone else and tries to copy it, but it does not look <laughs> like a smile. Um so Sarah asks the Terminator what, um, like who's responsible for Skynet. She's been trying to figure this out. And they figure out that it is Miles Dyson, who we met earlier, who invents this new microprocessor that I guess they intended to use to replace like, human function with, with military strategy. Um and that so Skynet went online August fourth, nineteen ninety-seven. What could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> um it only took a few weeks for Skynet to become self-aware and she yeah. realized, ah, we should be leading the human. <laughs> I
1: think Kyle recently <laughs> originally says it took him one nanosecond to decide that you know, like to judge the human race. Yeah. But it's like, uh oh, boy.
2: Um so we then it cuts to Dyson like kind of ignoring his family working on this microprocessor. Um Sarah, John, the Terminator go to a ranch of Sarah's friend, maybe former hookup, who knows, um, to get some weapons. Um, John maybe, the he's Terminator. <laughs> maybe he's John's father. What? Maybe he's John's father,
1: not Calories. Oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> um, John and the Terminator, like, bonding, and Sarah has this weird voiceover about how, like, this whole time I've been looking for, like, a father figure for him, but really no.
3: the Terminator is, like, the ultimate father feeder what figure. What is it?
2: And
0: like stitching <laughs> people up after their shots, like oh, okay, she's yeah. not. As you said,
2: she was taking bullets out of him. I was just
0: she's like, she's
3: oh, not no. in love with
1: him. No, she's not in love with him. She's not in love with him.
2: She, just, with she him. just wants to.
1: But she's no, like, she doesn't. he's he,
2: dedicated to protecting John. Yes. He'll always be there. He can't really die. Yeah. Like this and she's like in this insane world. It makes sense that he is like the father yeah. that teaches John how to become this leader.
1: And also he does have like all these <laughs> programs about how to like stay alive and yeah. like infiltrate and all this kind of stuff well like, yeah, but he teaches John a lot of important stuff yeah. that he'll need to know for the war as <laughs> the machines and all that kind of stuff, so
2: And there's a weird moment John's like day i'll meet my father when i'm like 45 it's weird i'm like yeah it is um (laughs) i'll
1: give him a picture of my mom i'd be like hey Uh, am i right yeah
2: (laughs) uh sarah's carving something into like a picnic table and she leaves and you can she's really set now on like we need to stop skynet from ever happening um they go over to the table look and she's been scratching no fate into it as a reference of what future John told Kyle Reese to tell Sarah Connor um, about how like no one's fate is set and you can change the future and whatnot. Um, so they realize oh yeah she's off to kill Dyson or like do something about it. Um, and John doesn't want that to happen but the Terminator's like well wouldn't that be kind of good because then it stops Skynet from happening? He's like no! I'm. He's like insistent that we do not kill people and so they go and i sarah is like kind of a sniper at the moment and has a silencer and is going to kill dyson but misses him because dyson's son does something screwed up and so she walks in and is like all set to kill him and i wrote at this point like she is pretty much the terminator right like now she's Mm -hmm. trying to kill him to change the future um but her son and arnold show up and she kind of thinks the better of it. it's like i i can't do that but um so the dyson family is freaked out uh but they start telling them oh you're gonna create a thing that destroys half of humankind um and he's like oh well i can just stop it and he he's a little offended i guess that they're accusing him of things that he hasn't done yet which I, don't, I love Minority Report, and it kind of calls back to that, like, can we blame someone for things they do in the future, but you also want to stop a horrible future from happening, I don't know, so, um, and Sarah also accuses him of, like, you men, like, just think you can play God, and anyway, kind of <laughs> reams into him a little bit, but... Basically, Dyson says, yes, I'll stop my work, but everyone else says, well, we need to get rid of everything, because someone else will pick up your work and try to finish it if you don't do it. Um, So they decide to go back to, um, whatever it's called, Cyber Cyberdyne, Cyberdyne. Cyberdyne, yes. Um, So they Mm. go and work on it, this is where I stop writing my notes, so always I'm like, ah! Um, They so they go back to Cyberdyne they're destroying everything the T-1000 I think basically just catches up with them at this point I think he goes to the Dyson house but then realizes where they're going um so they start destroying everything um the cops are there they're freaked out by the Terminator all of this is just I don't know like (laughs) action (laughs) that I care less about what really matters is they end up like blowing up all of the files and everything that would keep oh they also have they need to get the original Terminator arm and the microchip back so because that can also be used in order to that's I guess how Dyson got this whole idea to begin with which leads me to think well they sent back a Terminator, but that is what ended up sparking the creation of the Terminator. So by sending someone back, they actually caused the future to happen. So there's all these questions of like, well, what's causing what? Cause it had to happen for you to send them back, but mm-hmm. that's what created in the first place anyway. Um, so they, they do not blow up the arm yet. They have it. Um, John has to like use his, um, thing that he got into the ATM with to open the code and get the arm back. Um, Dyson, I think that he just blows up with everything that he destroys. Mm. Right. And then, um, but they still have the Terminator there who's still trying to kill John and warn me if I'm missing anything, but I think we can just skip to the part like they're fighting and they are again still having trouble trying to kill the terminator every time because like they do i'm trying to remember where they're at but they have this truck that's so they destroy everything at cyberdyne they have a chase after it the other terminators after him they have he's driving this truck of it's not gas this time but it's liquid nitrogen (laughs) which the truck gets knocked over And you think this is the one thing that'll kill the Terminator because the liquid nitrogen kind of freezes them. And Arnold... Oh, and this is where he says, Hasta la vista, baby. Shoots the other Terminator. And he's, like, frozen. And now he just breaks into all these little bits. Mm. Um, But it ends up, like, melting. And the liquid metal goes back and he comes back. So you're like, how are we ever going to kill this guy? Um, They decide... I mean, basically, they just end up, there are in this factory, and they've got the liquid. Um, Andrew, do you know what it is, actually? It's like heated metal or something, like this vat.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's some kind of, like, <clears throat> steel or something. Like, I don't know what, exactly what it is, but yeah, it's just like the superheated metal type of thing that's... Yeah, just super hot and after
2: action 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 drop the other Terminator in there and because he can't hold a solid form he's dumb for
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: but they end up so they still have the Terminator arm and microchip which they drop in there as well um, but then Arnold's like, well, I am a Terminator, and if we don't want to leave any of the technology behind, you also need to get rid of me. Oh, so there's no. this kind of sad moment where John, who is like, now besties with the Terminator, is really Aww. sad to let him go. Um, and so, yeah, they lower him into the vat of melty stuff, and... Oh,
0: sad.
1: And he gives the thumbs up as he goes yep. into the metal. That's the, that's the iconic, like, thing is he's given the even as he's melting he's giving John a thumbs up as he's getting melted
2: and I want to say that's it but I think there's some I can't remember remember. there's probably some like
1: ah there better not be a Terminator 3 because that would be real bad but there probably will be
2: there is i mean john cries and there was a part earlier where the Terminator was like i don't understand why humans cry and he's like now i do but i can't cry (laughs) and basically said like i'll never be human human you know and so you need to get rid of me but Mm -hmm. yeah uh i think that's it nice (laughs) well
3: done it's really good it's it's really
2: good and i think the insinuation is that like they have not only stopped the Terminator but they've stopped Judgment Day for now because like everything's they destroyed everything that could create Skynet
1: and then T3 was like ha nah
2: (laughs) yeah so other ones
1: uh I haven't so I haven't actually seen all of T3 I've seen I've seen the breast enlargement scene uh, have you, you guys have you seen that? <laughs> no. I have not. Seen oh my any gosh! Of the other ones, <laughs> so no. so it's also very famously Terminator Three has director's comment or er, like commentary from Arnold Schwarzenegger because they gave him ridiculous amount of control over oh. the creative over, over like they gave him tons of money plus he got final say on like director and hairdressers and make like he got, like he got a ton of control over this film. Um,
2: Thing though is like, how does he come back? He's another Terminator. He's again. another
1: reprogrammed oh, T T 100, okay. 101. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's like it's like they just send another. It was basically just like Terminator two, but like yeah. much Like we worse. can
2: keep sending them back.
1: So yeah, so the t- so the model that gets sent back to like kill John Connor is T X, who is played by Kristanna Loken um and so there's one scene where she shows up she's a sexy terminator and uh this cop pulls her over and she sees the cop and then she looks over and sees like a billboard like a lingerie ad or something. And then, like, looks down at her chest and decides to inflate her breast to be oh, even boy. bigger so the cop would, like, let her go or, oh, like, look down at her is. shirt. And it's just like, and, like, on the commentary, Arnold's like, well, oh, that'd be really useful because, you know, some guys like small breasts and some like big. And, <laughs> so, like, his commentary on it is, like, legendarily amazing. Because yeah, he's now just I like, it with he's just pointing out stuff. Like, at one point, he's being, like, he's hung on a crane being swung into traffic and he, like, hits a fire truck. And he's like, oh, my, my character's not mad because he got hit by a truck, but because his sunglasses got burst, got broken and he loves his sunglasses. <laughs> and, like, we're like, okay, thanks for explaining that to us, Arnold. <laughs> and so, like, but it's basically it's basically in Terminator 2 but worse. Lyndall Hamilton refused to be in it because the part was so small and, like, inconsequential. She dies halfway through and, like, there's nothing that happened. So she turned it down. So they just killed her before, it ha- like, so she's just dead. Like uh, apparently, the Judgment Day in 1997 didn't actually happen um, in the film, but like, um,
2: but did the machines come again later? I, that's why. Yeah, that's like, th- and crazy. that's the
1: thing. That's why it's broken. Is because they wanted to keep sending Terminators back yeah. in time, but like, it did, so, but T two like, like reverse Judgment Day, but then it like, still happened. So, mm-hmm. but like John is still af- afraid of it in 1997, but he decides to go mm-hmm. off the grid. Like, completely live <coughs> separate from everything because, like, he's like, I don't want I don't want that future, and like <laughs> decides to not do it anymore. Um, but then, um, yeah, so the TX is sent back in time to kill John, and then also his future wife, Kate Brewster, who is it's the fan theorized to be one of the like the redheaded girl in the mall on T- in T2 that the cops yeah. like haven't yeah. seen this boy and she's like one of them and that's Kate Brewster sure. who turned out to be his wife who's played by Claire Danes in this film um, and so yeah it's like it's basically just T2 but bad at one point Arnold they go to Sarah Connor's grave in a mausoleum but her grave is just filled with guns Like, her body's not actually in there. She's like, just in case Judgment Day still happens, here's guns. (laughs) And so Arnold, like, busts out of the mausoleum getting shot holding a huge coffin full of guns and, like, shooting back at the TX and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's... It's really ridiculous. Like I said, he goes to a like a Coyote Ugly like stripper bar, and there's like a guy dancing up on stage, and he takes the strippers' clothes, which means he's now wearing his tearaway stripper clothes the entire <laughs> time. <laughs>
3: yes.
1: And like he, like he puts on sun like he puts on sunglasses, you know, in T one and T two and all this kind of stuff. But then in T three, he puts on like Elton John star yes. uh, glasses, and it's like, oh, isn't it silly? Like it's almost it's almost like a parody of the first two Terminator films but it's still a terminator film like it's it's really uh, i don't know it's it's not good oh boy. like and then eventually what winds up happening is the ending is that like the terminator is like we're going to stop <coughs> skynet we're going to stop cyberdyne so we have to get to this place but it turns out it is a bunker he has lied to john this terminator is able to lie and has saved john and kate from the nuclear war that happens so they're in a bunker, uh. and the war still happens, but they are safe. So that was his whole job, was to protect John. And he basically mm. tells them the Judgment Day is inevitable. Uh, but, like, completely ruining <laughs> like, Two. T1 and T2, where fate is... You can change it. They'd send robots back in time to try to change it. And, mm. uh, yeah, so it's like... Anytime you talk about time travel with sci-fi, it's almost impossible to do, because there's so many paradoxes involved with time travel... Um, I actually mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. I didn't think I was going to talk about it again, but Red vs. Blue actually does a really good job with time travel. Um, they, there's a paradox. There's a theory of time travel that basically says anything that you go back in time to try to prevent, you actually inadvertently cause. And one of the characters is able to go back in time, and so a lot of the stuff that happens, like, he gets shot, so he decides to try to stop himself from getting shot, but in doing so, like, removes the safety features on a tank that blows him up. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, friendly fire, yeah, 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 turn that off. And they're all, all right, friendly fire deactivated. Uh, f- uh, <coughs> or friendly units will not be able to be targeted by autolock. He's like, wait, no, 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 no. And then, like, the tank goes off and then blows him up. And it turns out that he's the one who inadvertently caused everything bad that happened to him by trying to go back in time and fixing <laughs> it.
0: That's what this is. That's basically
1: what this is. It's like every time they send send somebody back in time, it doesn't work. So, yeah, like that kind of... The ending is kind of the biggest thing with this. Like, it's a big kind of... There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor, a lot of kind of laughing at kind of the Terminator franchise. But then it does kind of reset it, but like, oh, yeah, John and Kate are now in this bunker and it happens anyway. Mm. Like, it's still Judgment Day. So... It's just... It's not very... like most people say it's not very good i i haven't seen enough of it i have but like yeah
2: cool what else is there terminator salvation, terminator salvation. That was yeah. next right From 2009 <laughs> yes like i said i haven't seen any of these other ones because i don't care and andrew <laughs> wonderfully reminded us that the best thing that came out of terminator salvation is christian bale's yelling at <laughs> one of the crew.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, good for you. Was it good? Yeah. So if you... I might insert it here, actually, into the edit. I haven't decided yet. But just like... It's his very famous rant where he's just yelling at somebody on the crew because he's working really hard and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, in this movie, Christian Bale plays John Connor. Um, Sam Worthington... <laughs> good old Sam Worthington. Um, He's heart terminator which i think was also spoiled in the trailer he's like a human terminator hybrid
3: uh
0: aren't okay aren't terminators already (coughs) human no they're cyborgs
1: but they have have the organic skin skin. but But
0: that's like a human it's a cybernetic organ it's a cybernetic organism yeah so
1: so, but he's got like his heart is like terminator parts and stuff like that Okay. Ugh, I can't believe I um, <laughs> An- Anton Yel- Anton Yelchin um, he actually played young Kyle Reese in this film. Aww. Um, I
2: would fall in love with him in hours. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard plays Kate Connor, who was uh, Claire Danes in the previous film. Um, God, I just
2: but just kind of the same thing again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, Schwarzenegger is. His <laughs> facial likeness was in it. He's not actually in this one, but his likeness is used in it with CGI. And this um, is the only one he's
2: not. That's right. In.
1: Yes. So, uh, Roland Kickinger was the T 800, the first Terminator covered in living tissue. So, like, he was impersonating Schwarzenegger, and they fa- changed his face to look like it but like I don't even want to go through the plot on this one because it's just like
3: (laughs) that's uh, fine it's
1: just but like
0: for the the new movie that came out this weekend it doesn't matter yeah there's
1: probably going to be some kind of Easter egg or something like that and then, do you know anything about Genesis? I know you talk about how your mom likes Genesis. My mom but, loves
2: Genesis, but I know nothing about it. Um, <laughs> I know that it has Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor, right? I know that Matt Smith is in it.
0: Matt Smith. And is Jason in it as Clark a, is John Connor. Jason
1: Clark is John Connor. Um, Amelia Clark is Sarah Connor, and Jai Courtney is Kyle Reese. But I was talking about like Michael Bean, like he's he's like really wiry and stuff. Jai Courtney is just a slab of a man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like. My
2: also loves the Divergent movies. Like, I caught her watching them so many times and he's in those. So, maybe there's a common theme, I'm realizing. Oh, boy, it's Jai Courtney.
1: How does she feel about Suicide Squad?
2: I don't think she's seen Suicide Squad, actually. Um,
1: yeah, so, um...
2: Let's just read the summary.
1: Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. If you have when, the IMDb summary, because I have the yeah. Wikipedia plot.
2: When but. John Connor, leader of the Human Resistance, sends Sergeant Kyle Reese back to 1984 to protect Sarah Connor and safeguard the future, an unexpected turn of events creates a fractured timeline. Interesting. <laughs> go figure.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think in this one, uh, Cyber, or Skynet is Facebook. Like, there's some app that, like... Oh. everybody's using and all this it's kind of stuff facebook. but it's basically just but it's basically just facebook but that's it's how skynet gets started um because matt smith is like the <coughs> pre-skynet who's kind of running everything like the ai who's kind of running everything cool. um god i don't even i don't know i don't <laughs> it was it was the first or no it was salvation was pg-13 too wasn't it Because, like, the previous three are R, and then these two were PG-13, and they just, like, I don't know, they weren't very good. Not that that necessarily means anything, but it was, like, the original Terminator was, like, a horror movie. (laughs) T2 was, like, this action film. T3 was stupid. And it was, like, but it was, like, I mean, there are, like, humans that are getting, like, slaughtered by these machines and all this kind of stuff. But then to make them more marketable and for more people to see them, like, Oh, kids can go see them, too. They made it PG-13, which I think, for a lot of people, took a lot of the edge off. Yeah. But...
2: IP makes sense. So they're trying to get as many people to buy in. Right. Um, Before Terminator Salvation happened, though, Fox did two seasons of a show called...
0: Sarah Connor
2: Chronicles. Yeah. Sarah Connor Chronicles. So that takes place after Terminator 2, as well. Um, So just Sarah Connor and John... Um, I'll read the summary again. They try Mm -hmm. to stay under the radar from the government as they plot to destroy the computer network Skynet in hopes of preventing Armageddon. So, just kind of going off of TT2. From what I've heard, my parents also liked this one. So, um, I think, like, of the things that came after T2, that seems to be the most critically acclaimed of them. Um, The rest of the movie's, like, panned across the board. But... Um, Sarah Connor
0: Chronicles, also star Lena
2: Headey, which I think is really interesting.
1: Yes.
0: From uh, Game of Thrones. So,
2: as Sarah Connor.
0: And yes.
1: Summer Glau as a Terminator who is sent back in time to protect John Connor, a la T2. Yeah. Yep. Cool. That's it.
2: And so it's Sweet. this new film, Dark Fate. Um, When Hamilton is back. Yay! yay! Hooray! And, yeah, I think it's basically like... Let's just forget all of these other things happen. Don't worry about T3. just pretend it's only one and two. So, So.
1: Yeah, I would mentioned before. So, like, Terminator has a really (coughs) grand history of spoiling itself in its trailers. (laughs) Uh, And famously, the the Terminator 2 trailer um, showed Arnold as a good guy. As protecting John Connor. When that was supposed to be a big twist. Because it's like he spends the entire first movie hunting Sarah Connor down. And he's back for the sequel. And it's like, oh, no. And, like, the beginning of the film is kind of like... Oh no, is it Robert Patrick or is it Arnold Schwarzenegger who's actually trying to? End it? And then it turns out that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the one who's protecting him. That was kind of supposed to be a twist, but they showed it in the trailer. I believe in Salvation, it's actually shown that Jai Cort, or, um, Sam Worthington is part Terminator as well. And then in Terminator Genesis, the big twist was supposed to be that there were some Terminator nanobots that attached themselves to John Connor and he went back in time to 2017. And when he went back, he was actually like a Terminator. So, like, he gets shot, and he's a Terminator, but that was shown... Everyone's a Terminator! Everyone's a Terminator! (laughs) That was shown in the trailer. Like, I remember watching it being like, wait, so is John Connor a Terminator now? Like, not having really seen T3 or Terminator Salvation or anything, I was like, wait, how is John Connor a Terminator now? But that was supposed to be a big twist, but that was in it, so it's just like, what do you like?
2: Well, and especially if you keep doing these, don't you kind of feel like you're either interested at this in, at this point in Terminator or you're not? Mm-hmm. So, like, why give things away to make it well, more interesting? And
1: Genesis famously bombed, like, yeah. really hard. Yeah. Because people who were interested in the Terminator franchise, like, people who were like, oh, Terminator's great... We're so confused and befuddled by the timeline because of all like, oh, Judgment Day is inevitable, but it's not, but maybe it is. <laughs> like, T3 kind of ruined a lot of stuff, and then Salvation was so bad that, like, people who are really invested in the Terminator franchise were kind of burnt out. And then they're like, oh, but we got Arnold back for Genesis, and we're going to like... But then it was like, oh, but we're also going to spoil, like, a huge twist for you. In the, like, yeah, I just... Like I understand I kind of understand Terminator 2 because it was made in the day before people knew how to make trailers. Like if you go back and watch trailers from the 80s, they are fantastically bad.
2: <laughs> they are. <laughs> like
1: the 1989 Batman trailer is horrible. It's a terrible trailer. Like even up until like the 2000 2000- I think we watched the original trailer for Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh yeah, that's and pretty it's bad. Bad. Like really bad. But like trailer making is now like a really important part of the marketing process Marvel famously lies to everybody because there's 20 (laughs) there's 2,000 YouTube channels that try to like parse through oh there was this little like I mean they photoshopped out infinity gems and whole characters from scenes and all this kind of stuff because they knew that people would comb through these trailers and then like in the 80s they were just like oh Arnold's a good guy woohoo and it's like it's such (laughs) a different it's such a different method of making movies back then that like like because I mean people freaked out they're like why would you reveal the John Connor like it's 2017 why are you still putting major plot hooks in your trailer yeah. I don't get it like like when you look at like the Star Wars trailers those are those are very carefully vague vague <laughs> and calculated to be like we want people to be excited to see our film but we cannot show anything yeah. that might That you know somebody going oh I'm gonna pause it right here that looks like Darth Vader's helmet I think Darth Vader's back for this one like none of that so
3: and
2: instead they just give us a bunch of scenes of Kylo and Rey together which is what I want anyway (laughs) (laughs) done
1: so yeah it's just it's so it's so weird to me that like the Terminator franchise has a history of spoiling itself as like I don't I don't anyway (laughs) I hope Dark Fate's good because like. It would be nice to, to have Terminators be good again. But they haven't been good. There's been more bad Terminators than good at this point.
2: I mean, there was initially a lot, like, a really good response to it. But I think that seems to be just because it's better than the other sequels are. <laughs> and then critics are like, ah, I mean, it's fine. But it's not great. But, like, it's not terrible. So I guess that's a win. <laughs> I don't know. That is <laughs> that is what I have taken away yes. from the review cycle. Nice. So, yep.
1: Yeah. Oof. Woo! Well, yeah, we didn't go over those last three ones, but like this is supposed to ignore those.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: fine. And they're bad anyway. You Just don't, need to don't.
2: know, you know, just whoever was super famous at the time got stuck <laughs> in. Sarah and John Connor. And <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Uh, that's
1: true. I, I it, is, it does remain to be seen if Amelia Clark is good at acting because like <laughs> she's good as Daenerys in Game of Thrones, but there's also an element of like, oh, I don't know, like maybe that role is just kind of like. Anybody could have played it. But then, like, she was bad in Genesis.
2: I love me before you. <laughs> well,
1: and that's the thing. Like, I feel she's like in, in
2: real life that's a lot more her, who she is. Sure, and yeah. So, and I'm looking forward to Last Christmas. And Last Christmas. My thing
1: is, I think Last Christmas is going to be the true, like, is Amelia Clark good yeah. test. Because if she can do that, it's like, okay, she's good. <laughs> she just was bad in Genesis because Genesis is bad.
3: Yeah.
1: Type of thing, so. Cool.
3: <laughs> she
1: was lumped in there with Jai Courtney, and it's just. Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney and Sam Worthington both in Terminator franchises, like wow, like they really could, knew
2: how to pick up. They do well. They just
1: really wanted Channing Tatum, and he never said yes. I think is what happened. So like,
2: good for him. was like you know what, I would rather be a stripper,
0: so I'm going to go into that instead. Cool. Well, we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, thanks for sticking with us for the whole, you know, hour and 45 minutes. Oh, boy!
1: Uh, it may be more if I put in the, the McG rant.
0: Yeah.
1: I didn't want to say McG, which I love doing. Thank you. So. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, so as always, follow us on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes or on Twitter at PC Footnotes. And uh, check out our other episodes on uh, anchor.fm slash popculturefootnotes so yeah cool thanks guys bye